This conference is being recorded. Live from New York, it's Dr. Dream. Welcome to Lessons from the Frontline from Dream the Biggest Dream. It is Wednesday, July the 3rd. And yes, indeed, this call is live from New York. A little bit of a different energy tonight than the live from California calls. Um, and some of you may have started with me when it was the live from Arizona calls. So um, I particularly enjoy mixing it up, as you all know. And tonight's call is titled, Celebrating Life. And um, it is more than appropriate uh, for this evening and, and just based on, I was saying, man, this is funny, okay, I was going to say just based on my life in the last week, it's the perfect topic, but just based on my life 44 and a half years, Celebrating life as a topic is the perfect topic. So, I'm in New York City. Now, you've got to know, even just in passing, you've got to have an idea that this is the city that may feed my soul more consistently than any other city uh, that I've experienced. So, it is amazing to be here. Now, I came here because Tuesday, yesterday, there was a number of events to, um, uh, as memorials uh, for my father who, who passed on April 18th. And um, there was some concern uh, building up to this trip um, I had family members saying to me, my brother, particularly my older brother, was saying to me, it's going to be the most grueling day ever. <laughs> and all sorts of stuff along these lines. And I finally had to say to him, you know, David, you can have the most grueling day ever, but i got to tell you, I'm not going there. That's not what I'm coming here for. And to be quite honest with you, um, while Dad did want a, um, you know, a few events around the country because um, of of how he felt about um, his passing and all the people that made his life what his life is, um, that I'm pretty sure he didn't want us to do each of these, you know, one in California, one in New York, and one in Omaha, and have it just be emotionally crushing for us each time. And so I put quite a bit of thought and energy and really energizing what I wanted, which was for me to be a rock, as solid as a rock for this experience, and for it all to be about celebrating his life for me. And so... That that was, whereas my brother decided that it was going to be a long, grueling day, I decided that, that I was going to be solid and that I was going to be solid in a place of celebrating his life. And uh, Maya and I spent quite a bit of time talking about it, um, knowing that that, you know, what we talk about so often is our perspective, and our perspective is going to make it or break it. And I've been focusing quite a bit on perspective. This is really the third call in a row that, that 
ties in so um, so strong with with perspective, and it's because I'm I'm tired of my default perspective. I'm tired of my perspective that pops up, and if left unchecked, truly doesn't serve me. Okay, but that's that's what I mean. It's it's default. It's been programmed. Um, and so, what do I have to do? I have to check in with myself um, throughout the day. I have to be present with myself. I have to be in the moment with who I am, where I am, and what's going on in my head. And then I get to make a choice. And that choice is, hey, this feels good. This perspective serves me. Or you know what? I'm not doing this. And the one thing I know I can control is my perspective, and I'm going to change it right now. And so I had so many opportunities to do that. Uh, we got here on Saturday night, and it's just been nonstop universe allowing me to play with this, to shift my perspective. Um, and it's been a really beautiful thing. Uh I also decided based on our family dynamic, which I'm sure is as beautiful and as wonderful and perhaps as challenging as anyone else's family dynamic at times, but I decided that however the family dynamic played out here, it wasn't going to affect me in a negative way and I wasn't going to judge it. Okay, and I had to decide that before I got here because in the past I've been a little more a little less I've been <laughs> I've been more than less forgiving when it comes to my family dynamic and I I just said you know nothing's going to get in the way of what I'm really coming here for and that's to connect with unconditional love to honor and show respect for my father and and that's all that mattered to me I said, I'll wear whatever they tell me to wear. I'll I'll say and do and and you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the flow of all of this. Well, I have to tell you, it paid off incredibly. Uh, my experience here was so powerful. Um, now I've got to tell you how the day started on on Tuesday, and I, it's hard for me to believe it was just yesterday morning. We met in Central Park at about 10.30 in the morning at uh, Peebler Point, an area of Central Park that has a, a plaque uh, that was um, set up and will always be taken care of by an endowment uh, that my family put together, and, and it's called Peebler Point. And even if it wasn't called Peebler Point, I would insist it's one of the most beautiful, incredible, energetic locations of Central Park. And Maya and I, uh, the uh, Peebler Point was dedicated in 1999, and Maya and I have been going there, you know, since her first trips to New York, and every time I'm in New York, I go to Peebler Point. Um, we got there in the morning. It had rained that morning. Peebler Point, of course, is outside in Central Park. But by the time everything got started at a quarter till 11, and this was a um, small family and closest friends memorial service only, about less than 30 people, the sun was shining. Uh, we, each, each of my brothers and I got up and said something. 
Um, I'd been thinking about it for days, and when I finally sat down to write it up that morning, I do like I always do in that situation and ask my ego to um, step aside um, and allow my heart to be open and for whatever needs to come out of me to to be allowed to um, to present itself. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read what I wrote just to kind of pull you into, um, you know, the, the whole feel of this. Um, again, for me, so much, um, I'm not really writing for the people that are in the audience or anything. It's really about um, me and about Maya and what, what, what um, comes to us emotionally. We talk quite a bit about this. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Dad, today we are here to celebrate you and your life. Maya and I have been speaking about this, and the overwhelming feelings from our hearts have everything to do with love and gratitude. Thank you, Pops, for all the love you shared with us and for all the times you told us you loved us. Beyond that, we want to thank you for all the love you shared with everyone in your life. So much of what we have learned from you came from watching you, from your example. You taught us through example, and today as Maya and I take inventory of who we have become and who we truly are, your example lives on in us. Gratitude. We really wanted to take this opportunity to express our thanks to you for everything you did for us, directly and indirectly. When I was growing up, I didn't have a clear understanding of what it takes for a man to be a father. I now know it was not easy for you. Several times during your last years, you and I would talk about our lives, and each time I would share with you in no uncertain terms that I know you did the best you could with what you had available and that I love who I have become, and you had so much to do with that. You lived your life with passion, and all of us felt that from you. You did not just care about yourself. You always strived to create a win-win. In a relatively short amount of time, you shared so much with Maya. The lessons and love from you have become a foundational piece of who she is. The other day, Maya and I were speaking, and she looked up at me and said, Pops would be proud of me. I reminded her that you were always proud of both of us, and that when we consciously live up to your example, you are smiling down upon us. As we stand here at Peebler Point, in the city that you were so passionate about, and in the park you love so much, we thank you and express our undying love to you. Our hearts will always be full of all that you meant to us and the lessons you provided for us. We love you. And um, I got through it easily. Um, it, it felt great saying it, and I knew that the peace of where that came from was so powerful that, um, that I was doing right by me presenting that. And again, this is all this is all related to perspective. Um, you know, one of the things that that I'm I'm not at all interested in in any scenario is validating anyone being a victim. Yes, my father had a terminal disease um, that we watched take the life away from him for six and a half years. 
but he's no victim. And I did not let anybody that I spoke to, um, you know, uh, stay in a place of having their perspective be that he was a victim. Um, they may have stayed in that place, but I didn't agree to it. And and I shared my story um, each time with with those people. And it made a huge difference for them because what I was doing was sharing a perspective that would more serve their highest good than their perspective. This is a crime. What a terrible disease took your father. And I would say, well, I have to tell you that um, every cloud has a silver lining, and this disease had an incredible silver lining for this family. And I talk about um, the closure we were able to have, how it brought us closer together as a family, um, you know, the uh, the difference it made in him, allowing him to be more emotionally connected. And none of those things would have happened without this disease. So my father was not a victim at all. Um, his soul needed to have this experience before it could leave to to achieve whatever soul purpose, S-O-U-L, he came in with. And people heard this. And, and one of the people was an old family friend that had, had been um, our uh, uh, legal counsel here in New York for years and years and years, and he's in his 70s. And he mentioned something about, you know, something that to me connotated my dad being a victim, and I went into all this. And he looked at me with teary eyes, and he said, Mark, I'm so glad that you and I had this conversation because I didn't know to see it that way. Okay, I didn't hold back from having this conversation with so, with as many people as I possibly could because I had that conversation, it energized me. It energized the purity of that perspective. Um, and I didn't walk away from people not feeling good because I validated um, their negative uh, perspective or, or anything like that. And so... It's just so key to be able to take anything in our lives, absolutely anything in our lives, and find the silver lining in it, and then only talk about that silver lining. And you can refer to it as that. Well, this cloud really does have a silver lining, and here's what it is. Instead of, yeah, it really sucks, and here's why. Okay, this is part of the checks and balances of the stories that we tell and we share with people. And you've got to be your own checks and balances. And my question to you, which is really a question for you to ask yourself and to answer it yourself, and I don't need to hear it, but the question is, are the stories you tell and are the perspectives that you share serving you and the people that you're speaking with? Because if they're not... You've got to change them. You've got to shift your perspective. Number one, you've got to do it for yourself. And number two, let's stop having people validate bullshit from us. Let's stop pulling people into our petty little 
or big dramas and let's pull them into the silver lining. That's going to be the greatest gift that you can give to people in a consistent fashion. And that, that's why I'm sharing this. I mean, I know it's probably been a lot for people with the, you know, it's been, I don't know, six, five or six weeks since my father transitioned. And, but the lessons here are so valuable and so poignant. And, and it's not, you, you know how these calls work for me. It's not me talking to you about a lesson that I've read about as opposed to a lesson I've learned. What I share with you and why I call these calls lessons from the front line is that I've learned the lesson and I'm working with it and it continues to show up as, as a proven lesson, as a valuable um, way to live. And, um, you know, that's, that, that's what I'm doing here. I have a couple of quotes tonight. Again, it's all about celebrating life. I love this Oprah quote. The more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. And it goes along with this uh, Thomas J. Peters quote. Um, celebrate what you want to see more of. Okay. If you're not celebrating life, I've got a feeling that possibly you are energizing thoughts of life being challenging. And when we do that, we're going to attract more experiences that back up that fact that we have focused on that life is challenging. When we celebrate life, when we, like Oprah says, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. You will continue to see more opportunities. To go back to what I said before, the more you honor the silver lining in anything that could be perceived as challenging, the more you will see the silver lining in every aspect of your life. And then guess what? It changes. It changes. It no longer is the silver lining. It becomes the whole picture becomes a beautiful thing that needs to be celebrated. It's uh, it's interesting to watch all this um, in the works, and um, so much of who I am today as you realize uh, from, from knowing me and being on these calls, so much of who I am today has to do with, with my father um, and with what I learned from him and what I am holding dear looking back at uh, my, my experience with him and my experience with him as my father and my friend. And um, I'm blessed for that. And yesterday we went from, oh, by the way, uh, Mayor Bloomberg came to uh, Peebler Point and was out there. 
I was talking to someone, and he came up to me, and he said, Mark, uh, Mayor Bloomberg, I just want to say that was wonderful what you said, and uh, your father was a great man. Um, and he walked away, and I'm like, I've never met Blue- Mayor Bloomberg. I bet he had the dossier in the back of his <laughs> vehicle on the way to the park. I'm like, oh, this uh, Mark Peebler, what a character, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I have no idea. Anyway, the man was the man was amazing. We went from there um, a little bit later to St. Patrick's Cathedral. I'm not. I am not a religious person. Okay. I am what I would consider myself to be very, very spiritual, but I'm not religious. You walk into St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, It's open to the public. I had been in there once before. But you walk in, and we're escorted to the front pew, and it it, it could very possibly be the most incredible church in the United States. Um, So beautiful. So majestic, such a powerful feeling in there. Um, there were, by estimates, between 700 and 1,000 people there for the memorial service for my father. Um, needless to say, so many people we, we never knew. Um, and we have no idea, uh, you know, what the stories are or anything else. My dad touched a lot of people. He made a huge difference in the lives of so many people, and that became very apparent. Um, I did a toast uh, last night at a dinner, and um, you know, I talk I, I talk on this call about the ripple effect. Um, and and last night I I stood in uh, at the microphone uh, in a room full of 200 people. Um, that were there um, to to pay respects and honor my father, and I realized that each and every person in that room he made a difference for in one way or another. And these are people that are out there also making a difference. And that ripple effect right there, and I ended my, my toast last night by saying, you know, never, ever question the effect that one man can have Look at look around at who's sitting with you at your table. Look around at the people in this room. Okay, Chuck Peebler, in one way or another, had a huge impact on us, and and now we're out there having a huge impact, and that is one of the most beautiful things ever. Uh, Bloomberg was also at the dinner last night. He was there for the entire dinner. Um, he did the last toast. Um, humorous beautiful uh just just the whole thing you know and the fact that he would put so much time into um to paying his respects um you know says so much about uh you know what my father even meant to him and and it's a beautiful thing to for us for my and myself to to have an example that close to us um of of living the good life. Um, and when I say that, um, it was interesting. The immediate imagery was the good life, you know, like with money. And, and but what I, what, that's interesting that that was the, the image and the connotation in my head. But what I wanted, where I wanted to go from there is 
you know, he he did it the right way. He 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 sought to create win-win situations and wasn't interested otherwise. I hung out with people at the uh, at the reception that had worked for him and that that I knew, and they weren't high-level people. They were uh, administrative assistants and the, the head of the kitchen at the office and stuff like that. And they had such beautiful stories of uh, their memories with him. And it gets me looking at my life and, um, you know, jumping ahead, um, you know, whatever it's going to be, some 60 years to my transition. And, um, you know, thinking, uh, you know, is it, it, what legacy am I leaving? What, um, what am I paving the way for? You know, people to step up and say, uh, you know, this this guy made all the difference for me, and 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 you know whatever it is, and and the bottom line is, uh, when I checked in with myself and I looked at it, I felt really good about how I lived my life, and 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 what I do, and the purity of my intent. I'll tell you right now, I've been working with someone for the last. Um, I don't know, three or four weeks, um, a friend of mine, a new friend of mine. And um, uh, they were not pleased with where they were in their life, and they're now in a um, uh, a treatment program um, to, uh, to get off alcohol um, and anything else. And... Um, you know that that's all just out of unconditional love for for whoever the universe puts in front of me um the angels arrive when you're ready and they will there will always be the help you need available for you from god from the universe based on what you're sending out uh there is a um egyptian proverb that um that i particularly like and this is, uh, do not cease to drink beer, to eat, to intoxicate thyself, to make love, and to celebrate the good days. <laughs> so, um, I have to tell you, I've been here since Saturday. I have not had one drink <laughs> while I've been here. Um, I have um, been eating, I've been intoxicating myself with unconditional love and just the joy of being here. Um, uh, no, I've not made love, uh, this week with anyone or alone, (laughs) but I have been celebrating the good days and I will tell you that the good days are today and, and that's it. The good days are today and I'll say that tomorrow and the next day and the next day. No point in, in, I've had some nostalgic moments here. Um, saw a number of uh, friends, Craig and Erica and Christian and uh, Jeff and Randall and Julie and um, uh, Pam, some of the, some very long-term friends of mine uh, made their way to be there out of uh, love and respect for me. Um and um just overall it was a beautiful experience and and celebrating life is so where it's at um you know and and you all know that uh i'm 
I'm doing a change of jobs and, and this and that, and, and I will tell you that there is a perspective available to me right now that doesn't serve me, and it's available. It's, it's hanging out right in front of me, and if I think about it, I can start to really attach myself to it, and then I can start to really own it, and then I can start to have it, you know, um, really mess with me. And I'm not interested in that, but I do know that it's there and it's available, and in a weak moment or in a less conscious or aware moment, um, it's just waiting to, 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 you know, glom onto me, to, to connect with me and not let go. But I'm much more interested in celebrating life. Uh, last week, I put a deposit down on the the uh, townhouse that I was most interested in. They came back to me and said, "Listen, we dropped the rent $300 a month for you, um, saving me $1,100 a month from what I'm paying right now." Um, and uh, I just, as I was getting uptight about all that stuff, I just kept consciously saying, "Let go of it." You know, everything always works out for you. The universe always makes sure everything works out. Don't start freaking out about stuff because, you know, then you'll manifest what you really don't want. And uh, the very next day, uh, this was the day after uh, my phone call last week on Wednesday, so last Thursday, uh, I got the call saying, yeah, we were able to drop it $300 and, you know, the place is yours. And I was just like, wow, this is a beautiful thing. So I have to say that... um, it just keeps getting better. Um, it's been, I, I've had some major challenges. I've had some major challenges this year. Um, on a, um, not gonna, not gonna dwell on it. Not gonna let it hold me back. Um, got some major things to do um, in this life, and. Um, and this shift in perspective in each moment, and this checks and balances of where my perspective is at, and just the baseline question, does it make you feel good or does it not make you feel good? Um, and then doing something about it, that, that, that's it right there. So um, I'm, I'm loving the experience. i am got some more clarity on um, on what dream the biggest dream is and and how to take this and 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 um, and have it be the vehicle that um, that I can help so many people with that I can touch so many lives um, and I know that's what it's about for me so I really appreciate uh, your support um, being here without you, these phone calls would be um, empty. <laughs> and uh, with you, uh, they are so um, full and beautiful. And I am, um, I'm so grateful and and um, so touched. And um, as you know, have just. Uh, nothing but unconditional love uh, for the role that each of you play uh, um, in my life. And so now we're going to flip the uh, lines over to uh, unmute. If you want to say something, that's great. Uh, here we go. Woohoo! Okay, we're unmuted now. Um, anything you want to chime in? Any uh, anything going on? Anything that's working for you? Uh, we want to hear about. Hey, Mark, it's Eddie. Yeah, we're, 
Go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, two things. Uh, one thing I never, ever say, but if you need help moving, please call me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Eddie, I love you. <laughs> That's a big one. That's huge. <laughs> Thank you. What's the other thing? <laughs> the same thing, I want to comment. Uh, I, I grew up in New York City, and I went to high school in Manhattan, a Catholic, 150-year-old Catholic high school in New York. And St. Patrick's was the center of the universe. And uh, I remember taking a girl there about 20 years ago, and uh, they had a small corner of the church. And I looked down, and I saw this picture of this young girl, and it was a – and I, I just kind of looked at it, and I kind of walked back to it, and it was a picture of Mother Teresa as a 19-year-old, um, her, 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 her picture of her entry into the, into the, the uh, nunnery, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And just the innocence in her eyes and the look and – it was holy. It was just. It was in, the, the the inspiration that this woman would go on to create and affect so many lives. It was a. It was a tearjerker. It was really. Uh, you know. Anyway, that's the power of of whatever that stuff is. Wow, I love it. I love it because you know I had very did. St. Patrick's didn't mean anything to me except it's in a prestigious neighborhood on Fifth Avenue. You know, and to be near all those great department stores and and boutiques and everything else, how cool is that? Uh, Now it means so much to me and was such an incredibly beautiful experience. Um, And I'm glad that just based on your experience, you could even tap into that. I appreciate it. All righty. Anyone else? Corey, did you have something? Uh, No. Well, I was just going to say, Mark, uh, you're working for me, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I'm and and the truth is, I'm I'm out here for all of us, and that's um, you know, that just that 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 I it just it motivates me, you know, and and it's it's I, I keep uh, you know one of the things is I I realize that um, several times uh, in my experience in the last few years I have consciously backed away from dream the biggest dream. Um, and what happens to me as I go through this thing of, you know, who the F do you think you are, you know, being Dr. Dream and doling out this advice and that and and my insecurities and my stuff kick in big time. And the big realization that I actually had a huge conversation about last night is that um, – it's not about me being a photographer. It's not about me being a sales marketing guy. It's about me giving my life totally over to helping people directly. Sure, I help someone by taking a great picture of a, of a $4 million property and then they sell the house, um, but that's not direct enough. And um, it's uh, it's an exciting time for me because I realize that, it's time for me to step up to what my life is really about. And I will tell you that, yeah, in, in the, the, you know, private alone time core of me, it scares me. Um, but I will also tell you what scares me more is not living my authentic, authentic life and fully addressing why I exist. Um, and I've done that for too long. And so your feedback, Corey and and Eddie and Chris and everyone else and you guys being on this call, 
um, you know, is are touchstones for me that make it easier to continue down this path. Um, and when it all kicks in, when I've cleared enough of my stuff to really step into this, I will never forget the support um, and the the love um, from each of you in your own ways and um, and and what that allowed me to do um, and that's your own ripple effect rippling through me and then all the people that uh, that are going to touch it and i'm I'm so appreciative and grateful of of that because you know without it um, pretty sure you know i i think i would have given up on all this so um it it means a lot to me and and thank you so much anybody else tonight hey dr green it's asia asia honey how was your birthday oh it was awesome Uh, very very good yeah i thought about you too i'm glad uh I mean, it's just good to, that you can check in, and it was—it uh, sounds like it was a really incredible experience. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I'm, I'm sorry I missed being there. Um, that was a tough one for me not to to be able to make it to, just based on, you know, some of the stuff I'm manifesting for myself. But um, every cloud always, has, there's always next year, dear. That's right, and every cloud has a silver lining, and uh, you know how much I sure. love you and how proud I am of you, and um, I just think it's awesome. I, I'm just so glad that, I mean, it's so awesome that you're you're just doing so well with this, and you're so clear with it and so positive. It's really, um, it's really encouraging, and, you know, it's awesome. It's been a great experience, and I had, you know, you just have no idea how... Um, you know, when you think about it and you're not there with it and you think, you know, how am I going to get through this or or whatever, and, and it just backs up, you know, what I talk about so much, and that is, you know, we really do have a choice. Um, there was a quote last week, um, you know, there's two ways you can be happy. You can make yourself happy or you can make yourself miserable, and actually they both take just as much work. So what do you want to do? And And over and over again, my life is presenting me opportunities to say, I want to be happy. I'm choosing happy. And boom, another moment, I'm choosing happy. And another moment, I'm choosing happy. And just to be conscious about that and and have it continue to work and sort of snowball. Um, you know, and all it does for me is just it, it takes me each each choice I make to be happy takes me that much closer to being able to stay in a place of unconditional love. And, you know, until I figure out something else about life and how it works, i got to figure that it's all about taking us closer to being in unconditional love all the time. So thank you so much. Anyone else want to say anything? Well, guys, it has been an amazing week since last week. I know it's going to be an incredible week leading up to next Wednesday, the 10th of June, for our next call. Uh, Stay tuned. It'll be an exciting, positive perspective that uh, can be yours, too. And I'm just sending out lots of love to everybody. 
Just remember the divine perfection. That's how the universe works. Whether you understand it or can see the divine perfection, have some faith that it's there. And um, open up that heart chakra and just connect with the unconditional love. And if you're not there, just shift your perspective ever so slightly. Love to you all. See you on, hear you on next week's call. And um, just take care of each other. Blessings to everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye, Mark. Bye. 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 Bye.